Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Welcome, Jody Jepson. I will tell you one of my personal local heroes. Uh, I'm so pleased to have you today and to be able to ask you some questions that just I think the community will help better understand your work and, and the department, but also what brought you here. And so I'm going to start really simply. Tell me more about your background and how it brought you to this role and what are you doing? Yeah, sure. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here um, and to be back with the city of Albuquerque. So it's great. Um, a little bit about my background. So I'm going to probably go back back, but um, I think the... The drive and the motivation really stems from when I was younger, uh, diagnosed with a learning difficulty, and I had a really bad speech impediment. So um, early on in my education, I struggled with school and uh, just had a really tough time. And I think through those years, um, through my through my through my mom and my dad, it was just a constant never give up, never give up. And you you can do whatever you want to do in your life and set goals and, and those uh, types of things. So um, I was blessed to get through college really through uh, sports. I had some scholarships and that was my, my way to get through uh, college, to get my college degree in psychology. And uh, really that my last four years of, or my last two years of college really, uh, that's just really where I really wanted to understand the brain and addictions and behavioral health issues mm -hmm. and just kind of evolved from there. So, yeah. yeah. So you have your, your BA and then you went straight to work. I did. I did. I actually got a job in uh, Colorado as a, as a or excuse me, as a certified addictions uh, counselor. So that was one of the areas that I had a lot of interest in of learning about addictions, um, have a you know, my my mom was an addict. Um, I, I went through that throughout my life yeah. with with her yeah. and some behavioral health stuff. So I was just kind of at a place I wanted to better understand why people do make the choices that they make yeah. um, and to see if I could help uh, support them in changing the way that they live. Mm -hmm. So that's that's really where that started. And then moved back to Albuquerque, got my start at HopeWorks, mm -hmm. uh, previously known as St. Martin's. Right, right. And I was an addictions counselor there, and uh, through that work, working with the unsheltered pop population, which was a huge eye opener. Mm. I, I, it mm. was new for me. Okay. Um, just a, in a world of people, um, just a lot of suffering mm. um, with addictions and trauma. And so again, mm. it was just this motivation and passion to just figure out how I could better walk with folks to support them in their path. Okay. So. Mm. Then it's just kind of evolved from there, working at different places within the city. Yeah. So, so at the time when you started with HopeWorks, were, how many, um, I guess, patients would you be seeing a week? Yeah, so we we um, average case caseloads can go from ten to twenty five. Um, mm -hmm. So we we just have some caseloads and we meet meet with them one on one or figure out how to best support them through housing and uh, groups, uh, just some social skills. You know, there's a spectrum, which we'll probably talk about here soon, of folks with a lot of disabilities and really identifying what those individual needs are and how we can walk with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. you're really just, you're helping them when they come to you where they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that just really has carried over into my efforts and my work along. Um, I was thinking just the other day, I've been doing this work for 25 years. Uh, it's like, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm getting up there. <laughs> um, but uh, just, you know, I've just had so many amazing opportunities to learn and grow from from uh, different staff level and leadership and um, mentors over, over the years. Yeah. And it's just been such a blessing to take all those things that I've learned and really where I've really learned the most is from the people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I uh, was in the nonprofit world for, for quite a while and I was um, part of the pilot program within APD Coast. Mm -hmm. um, it was the inception mm -hmm. of Coast. Um, and I jumped and was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go work work for the police department. You know, what, what is what is this about? Um, and I did it. And I was just, uh, you know, one one memory that really kind of led my way for me was I was working with a very uh, experienced, uh, knowledgeable crisis intervention officer. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a ride along with him and we're we're going out on this call and he's going fast. And I was like, oh, my God. And this gentleman in the middle of the street is standing there with no clothes on. You know, he clearly was in severe psychosis. Yeah. Um, and the officer got out of the car um, and just de-escalated him with kindness mm -hmm. and respect and love. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. <laughs> that is like the coolest thing. And it took like two minutes, you uh -huh. know, um, for him to just catch a breath. Um, and to sit down and to really listen and to help him feel safe. And um, so that that was just kind of my path with the police department and walking with those who are unsheltered with just a whole whole spec spectrum of, uh, of issues. What was the COAST program? Is that an acronym? Yeah, so COAST is a crisis outreach and support team. That was, um, so really the, the division I work for now, Albuquerque uh, Community Safety, um, it's a super kind of like a, uh, well now it's, you know, it's a large uh, division, but that was kind of the smaller uh, part of the uh, police department. So civilians who respond to 911 calls of individuals that are in crisis, which can vary from homelessness to an elderly call. Yeah. So um, worked there for 10 years and just had the best experience uh, working with the men and women of our, of our city mm -hmm. of law enforcement um, who just really, truly, genuinely care. Um, you know, I think there's these myths and judgments about law enforcement which, mm -hmm. which um to this day i i'll shut that down real quick if yeah. if i can um just because i've been there you saw it exactly so um that was just a blessing and then i went back to the nonprofit world at at heading home and um worked there for 10 years and um my new boss, Maliello Ruiz, believed in me, and she's like, "Hey, let's let's see if we can make make uh, a bigger impact um, with yeah. the with the unhoused, yeah. unsheltered pop population here." So yeah, oh, um, I think that that cool. was that was a really quick pivot. We're gonna back up a little bit. Yeah, sure. I know. I know. I know. It's fine. <laughs> There's a lot I want to ask uh, about all those things, and I I really do want to acknowledge though that that memory of of pulling over to help that person was a formative experience mm -hmm. for you, and I will also. Um, I, I want to give you so much credit because that's what I see from you now is is the the ability to de-escalate de with love and respect for the person that's in front of you. Uh, so I know that other people are learning from you in turn. 
Thank you. I, re I really appreciate that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, what I wanted to do is back up a little bit because I feel like there's more to share about, uh, especially your time at HopeWorks for now, because I want to expand on what you were able to develop through Street Connect, an incredible outreach program yeah. that's, that's still um, being active and, and Im impacting people and improving people's lives every single day. And, and I know that there's a, a number of different staff members that are involved in that whole um, ideation and and uh, the day-to-day -day sort of uh, impact of it. And I wonder if you could expand more on that work. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I, I, I recall back going into meetings probably 10 to 15 years ago or even early days when I was with the department um, with Coast of, you know, there's a subpopulation of individuals who are unsheltered and they are high utilizers of the systems, yeah, yeah. emergency, mm -hmm. hospitals, jails, um, AFR, EMS, you know, and it's like, well, how do we, how do we decrease those calls? But more importantly, you know, how do we walk with that person to get them to a safe place mm -hmm. um, and get them help? Um, and, you know, I, I think kind of things come and go you know, I think when things are so complex and difficult, like people, you know, can't really wrap their wrap their head around it, or mm -hmm. or it's not a priority, um, and that's okay, right? And so, um, through my work at Heading Home, I uh, was given an opportunity from my supervisor at the time. Um, I went and asked him, hey, I want to do a pilot. Are you cool if I run a pilot and really look at the most acute individuals for calls for service, the nice. ones that are exhausting all the hospitals oh. and and uh, all the 911 resources? And he's like, yeah, ab absolutely. Mm. Um, through that pilot, it was a natural fit to walk with the Albuquerque Police Department. So we started in downtown. We had five individuals who were severely you know, calls, uh, uh, high calls for service, but also had a, you know, a severe behavioral health issues okay. um, from schizophrenia to substance use to medical needs. And so we really just spent time with folks and walked with people and really listened to them. And, and uh, that pilot really demonstrated that um, if you, um, create a service delivery model where you literally can walk with people mm -hmm. and meet their immediate mm -hmm. uh, needs um, and create those pathways that that you can have an impact. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for for me, first and foremost, that's for the person. But as a system, um, it was it was a significant shift um, with APD. So got support from city council and Councilor Benton was a huge advocate and yeah. saw the saw the need and it just expanded. <laughs> Um, before I left, uh, Street, Street Connect budget was almost $5 million. <laughs> we, we had a contract with UNMH. Um, UNMH would um, identify high users within the ED and psych emergency, right. and they would call my team out, and the team would go out and just sit with them mm -hmm. and connect. Mm -hmm. I, I really love that, that word, is we're connectors, and we build relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, I kind of think over time, you know, I was I was personally just kind of ready to see from a more of a macro or from a from a systems approach, sure. being able to do that work at a different level. Mm -hmm. um, t again, you know, taking things that I've learned over time um, and being able to make to make change. So um, it was really an amazing experience to be able to build those relationships and look at the system and 
change. I mean, you're dealing with huge institutions or, you know, um, hospitals and cultures. Right. And yeah. one of the things I'm excited about now in my new role is going into the systems and really getting investment from higher level management mm -hmm. or or political will and saying, we can do this. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, all, all of your time on the ground, uh, acting on those connections, um, you have the evidence to show what works. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the ability to tell stories of individuals that were able to move forward and, and make changes for themselves along with some assistance. And mm -hmm. it, I, think, I think that's exactly what those people are looking for is like, okay, We've read the things we've seen other cities, but what is working in Albuquerque, and what 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 can we do for you? And I I really feel like they're asking you those questions, like what do we do next? How do we do it? And that's very much a good place for you to be because you're not you you don't necessarily even though I'm an, I might sound like it you don't aren't pretentious to say I have all the answers. What you have to say is you have the heart to look into it to make the answers known. We'll figure it out together with with everybody's help. Yeah, um, if I knew, yeah, I yeah. learn every day right. something new, and I learn from, you know, just so many different people too. So you know, um, yeah, it's great. Um, it's just, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna make some change. So right. um, we can talk a little bit more about that too. And I, I'm interested in if you expand a little bit on. You said you you really love the word connection, and that that I think is a core action word and a value at the same time. So what is it that really keeps you motivated, keeps you moving in this work to know how, how discreetly and, and difficult these challenges are for individuals, but you keep coming to the table because I feel like you believe in maybe something bigger. Yeah, and you know, there's times been throughout my work, I'm like, what, you know, what, you know, what, what continues to allow me to show up? Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, just doing some introspection or reflection around kind of my own personal journey. Mm -hmm of suffering or being, um, you know, kind of having a learning difficulty and being told, well, well you, you can't do that or, yeah. or, you know, why would you even think that you could accomplish that? Or so I come from, I've been able to kind of come from this framework or lens of like, it's, you know, don't tell me I can't do something because I'll figure it out. Yeah, um, I'll try, you know, it, it doesn't mean I'm gonna succeed, but you know, that's kind of that core uh, motivation for mm -hmm. me. Um, the, there, but there's also that other piece of that is, um, and I say this, and and I've I th this is what you know, it's walking with people who are suffering, and what is you know I think so many people have such a great misunderstanding right. of unsheltered populations, mm -hmm. um, I, you know until you can really get out there and sit with somebody um, or walk with somebody on their path. And I, I say walk with somebody because literally you have to do that. Right. Uh, you know, there's this misconception of you can't do for, but there's a subpopulation of people who you have to do for. Mm -hmm. Like you have to walk with them to get medical. You have to walk with them to get the behavioral health right. appointment, to get the housing voucher. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think just empathy and sitting there, I think that's just what it's about because there's something that happens in a person's brain or a connection or a feeling that, that they have that now that someone cares right. about them. Yeah. 
um, it's like a chemical transition. Totally. Yeah. 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 And and it's both ways, right? And so mm-hmm. so you, you know you you and it you know especially in in New Mexico there's such a our culture and our socioeconomic you know it's just it, it varies right. and the poverty and I mean it just you know there's just so much going on and you know people are suffering but you can sit down with somebody and give somebody hope mm-hmm. and figure out how mm-hmm. how we can continue to impact their lives in different right. ways so and it, and 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 work on that system so that people start don't get lost in the system where people are forgetting about yeah. them or what what's ahead for them yeah in the systems you know what one of the thing that you know within the with with my uh, current boss uh, Maliel Ruiz is you know we're really looking at you know when we say the systems and immediate needs we're we're going to be um, able to access direct care for folks on the streets with right. medical and psychiatry and again I think that's just a misconception of like people aren't accessing medical care like you or I mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. they don't have that that um, just can just hop into and make an appointment to get to a primary care doc you know right. that's where they use the emergency departments right. and so it's it's going to be a systems change um, on many levels one for the person but two we're not going to see all those ED visits now because they're receiving street uh, care out in the street and or uh, eventually in the clinic. So, um, and we're going to learn so much from that too. Right. Um, so everything is a learning opportunity. So yeah, it's pretty well, cool. That was part of the next sort of vision of what is innovative about what you are doing. And I think, you know, definitely we want to acknowledge Mariela because she's been there since day one with yeah. community safety. She's seen it grow. She's been part of those really critical pieces of the evolution of recognizing what is needed out out in the community. And I think her bringing you on is, is one of the biggest deals. In your new role, let me see if I get this right, as the Albuquerque <laughs> Homeless Liaison Manager. Albuquerque Community Safety Homeless Liaison Administrator. Administrator. Something like that, that. yeah. And that's, that's uh, yeah, at the higher level, you're able to see so many different things. And so I'm excited, like you're saying about you know, you can talk about innovative systems, but I think what your examples just were about the the direct support that they're receiving on the street for medical care is one of the most innovative things we've seen. And it, when you say it out loud, it almost feels like, well, yeah, I, of course, we should be providing that. But why haven't we? And so now we get to and we'll learn from it. Yes. So we'll start with what we have and what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And and what, you know, another really, really Thing I love to do, which you would think from, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, wow, I, you know, I spoke in front of a few years ago, I spoke in front of a group of people, 200 people, you know, and I, I got on there and I'm, I'm stuttering and I'm like, Jody, just take a deep breath. Like you got this. And, you know, it's, it's one, I get really passionate, but two, you know, my, I'm, I'm just, I go a hundred miles an hour. So <laughs> I, and I, sh- I share that because it just goes back to, um, you know, you, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And it, and if you believe in something enough, mm. um, then, then you just do what you have to do. So I knew I had to get up there and share, share the work, yeah. you know, in front of 200 people, right. but the, the really great thing now is I get to go back to uh, build those relationships mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. nonprofits, with healthcare and Hope Works, and not yeah. rebuild them, but 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 connect again and really look at 
aligning and being allies and really being able to uh, connect people right. um, and, and more strategic, intentional, respectful ways. Um, really, that's, that's what I just mm -hmm. am so excited about. Um, not sure how it's all going to work out, but we're again we're going to give it we're going to give it the best yeah. shot. Well, it so. very much sounds like an abundance, uh, positive growth mindset that's getting you there. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, and empowering sure. others to do their work from that perspective too. From you saying, "Let's come to the table," and it's not competitive. We're all here for the same purpose. You know, we have some of the very similar goals. Mm -hmm. I think that matters to to share to empower. Yeah, um, you know, the next kind of uh, relationship building at, you know, sit, sitting at the table with the hospitals and the managed care organizations and mm -hmm. AFR and APD and saying, hey, we, we're all seeing the same folks here. Yeah. Like, we don't need to. Right. Let's, let's, let's work a little, um, you know, I, I don't, not in a negative way, but we need to work smart and strategic. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't uh, put so much, you know, uh, pressure on the system um, where they can actually then go start to do other calls for service. So that's what Maliella has created with ACS. And so this is just kind of a, another component to that, um, which uh, it's just really cool and exciting. So. Yeah, it's some beautiful puzzle pieces coming together. And yeah. I believe you guys are currently housed over at uh, the Gibson Health Center, and then you'll have your own space that's building, getting built out. Yeah, it looks like uh, beginning of next year, maybe spring. Not quite sure on that date, but yeah, yeah. It'll yeah get so the yeah. work still has to be done. Yes, yes, and I and I just got out in the field this week with the team. Um, just it's just awesome. So it's great to be back in the I'm back out in the field again too to 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 see see faces and that right. I've known and worked with and meet meet new folks who. Um, who we're gonna come up with a plan with and and be able to work with them to, mm -hmm. to get them off the streets. And I also feel like getting out uh, into the community to those touch points for you isn't gonna go away just because you're working at this higher level. It's some, it's just yeah. sort of in you to stay in touch. Yeah, you know, um, just for my own personal well well-being and doing this work, that's really key for me, but going into different meetings or different, you know, le levels of leadership, you know, I, I feel like that's going to be important that I've, I can bring that to the table. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, awesome. I so appreciate that you're sharing uh, a little bit of your background and sort of where those emotions can come from. So because you're, you're, you're in it, you're in the soup, if you will, <laughs> um, in a good way, it's a healthy soup. Uh, tell me more about sort of on the personal side, what is it that keeps you grounded when you when you sort of leave that environment? There is a Jody that I know is creative and still very passionate and cares so much about her friends and her family. Uh, do you have a dog and you have a backyard? Tell me. Yeah, it's my son. He's 17. Mm -hmm. um, his name's Brody and he's just he's just coolest kid and it's just been such an honor and blessing to watch him grow up to be this great young man yeah. and he's gonna you know it's his last year he's gonna be going to college so i'm just really just sitting yeah. in that right now yeah. um and trying to take every moment i can he's he's busy but i'll i'll take what i can right. um i have a dog a lab who loves to eat but uh loves to go on walks too um my dad and my brother. My brother moved back from California, so I'm blessed for that. Yeah. Great, great support with friends. Um, and just, uh, 
try to get outside as much as I can, yeah. you know. I'm from here, I'm, I'm a native New Mexican, mm -hmm. you know, Albuquerque is my home and um, it's great to go away, but it's, it's just amazing to come home, so. I would agree. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's nice to have this, the local flavor in the day to day. For sure. Um, so I wonder if you can leave us on a couple of notes. Um, how can people support your work or your challenges right now? And through that, at the end of the day, how do you know you've made a difference? Um, supporting the work. I think if, if there is a message, or, I mean, there's many nonprofits and, and mm -hmm. even through the city where you can, uh, you know, uh, give money to support missions sure. and, yeah. and things like that. So I always encourage that um, if, if you have a nonprofit, whatever that looks like. Um, uh, continue to do that. I think if there is a message right now, um, I would I would share just be open to try to understand unsheltered populations mm -hmm. in a different way. Right. And uh, you know, at times it's very confusing. And you know, I'm I'm listening to all the three one one call, or I'm I'm reading all the three one one calls that are coming in, and people are angry and right. frustrated. And I understand that yeah. it's valid, mm -hmm. um, but be uh, you know, try to be patient and respectful and kind. Um, we're all doing the best we can, um, but you know, can we learn and do better? And that's what we hope to do is to really, you know, decrease those calls and help those folks, which in turn helps the community, right? right? Um, it's, we can't blame the people. That's a big message for me. Don't blame the people. It's right. a systems Absolutely. issue. The system's broken. 100%. Yeah, so we we tend to blame mm -hmm. somebody, mm -hmm. you know, when that's not where the issue lies. So a national system too. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. So um, just keep that in mind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're engaging or somebody's in your space. Um, and uh, very hopeful that we're going to have some some different strategies mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. down the road. So yeah, and so at the end of the day. How do you know you made a difference or how do you want to feel? Yeah, um, at the end of the day, how do you know you made a difference? I think, you know, in this new role, I've, it's just been so great meeting the team and watching them and, mm -hmm. and you know, they're just, you know, you, you do this work because you have this compassion. It's, you know, there's yeah. this, it's not for everybody for sure. Mm -hmm. And so um, watching them has really just been great. Um, and motivating, but also, you know, people are taking care of people and it's a community service. And so at this moment in time, that's, that's kind of what fills my heart right now and supporting them and continuing to do this work. How do they get up, stay motivated, stay positive? Cause it's tough out there. Mm -hmm. It's tough when you're seeing the same person over and over and over again. And so, um, you know, part of that morale is, is really coming up with some different strategies to help them. Right. So, so they feel like they made a difference, you know? So um, one, one day at a time. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're continuing to pass the torch of, of these values. And I think that it's very needed and it's very powerful, the work that you're doing and will be doing. And so are you. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jody. Thank you, Maria. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>